as the summer is fast approaching, of course, that people begin to wonder how far they can travel these days. And given the fact the pandemic, even though still around us, but needless to say that traveling is one of the most interesting activities that we're doing these days. But meanwhile, when we talk about traveling, some people are intentionally traveling to more countries, not just for sightseeing, but for employment. Because they believe in other countries, there could be bigger and much greater opportunities for them to prosper and become successful. And that's why for some countries, they are very desperate to attract more international talent. And for example, let's talk about the nation of Japan. It's one of the strategic partners located in Asia. Of course, these days, that when we talk about Japan, we only talk about the political alliance and also the political engagement between Japan and the United States of America. But meanwhile, internally speaking, when you look at this government today, it's also attracting more international talents, not domestically, but internationally. So that's why in this episode, we are going to talk about all of them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker, which is Takashi Komo. Mr. Komo is a professor at the Institute for Asian Studies at the Asian University. He is a visiting lecturer at the University of Tokyo's Graduate School of Public Policy. Well, Mr. Komo, and welcome to The Missing Piece. Thank you for having me, Will. Well, it's my honor to uh, have you on the show. Again, as we mentioned before, initially when I discovered you, because this amazing article that you wrote, which is entitled, Japan is looking in the wrong place for talented graduates. Targeting students from South and Southeast Asia will be more effective. Let's get to the question right away. As we mentioned before, more and more people today are stepping out their comfort zone to travel internationally besides sightseeing, and also they're looking for employment. So the first question is, what are the main reasons for Japan to look for international talents instead of training the local youth to fulfill the open positions? What is the logistic behind that? Okay. Um, before that, uh, answering that, I will want to start by saying that the views that I express in this podcast will be my own one and do not reflect uh, on those uh, of Asia universities or the University of Tokyo and the Japanese government. Mm. So, and then uh, for the first question, there are mainly three reasons why Japan attracts foreign talents to Japan. First one is to to further promote the global expansion of business, uh, such as utilizing foreign talents as local representatives, as the Japanese companies have uh, many uh, local branches uh, outside of Japan, um, including Asia. So, uh, and then also the expanding and conducting business operations in overseas market in this uh, era of globalization and then also the after the COVID. And also the establishing the business collaborations with international partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and also or even inside Japan uh, to cater to the inbound tourists uh, who are coming to Japan. Mm-hmm. So, and also uh, to, in terms of globalization uh, of business, 
we need to think about promoting globalization within the companies and organization because uh, the Japanese uh, companies and organization tend to be a uh, monoculture. Mm. So uh, to promoting uh, globalization within the companies, uh, we need more diverse talents uh, such as, uh, for example, uh, in the uh, in the manufacturing uh, company, uh, Japanese uh, employees uh, get used to working with the foreigners uh, who who has different cultures in uh, by accepting uh, those uh, foreign talents from Asian countries, mm-hmm. and uh, actually the Japanese employees become more motivated by working with them. Uh, Get the uh, get the different views and ideas, and secondly, uh, uh, the the reason uh, the second reason is to foster innovation. Uh, to foster innovation, uh, diverse talent is essential uh, for both for the country and the Japanese companies, mm-hmm. uh, as I have expressed uh, by my example in the manufacturing industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we having having the diverse background people within the uh, company, we uh, we we are uh, much uh, uh, we have much more possibilities uh, in uh, creating the innovative uh, products, innovative business, innovative technologies. Mm. And thirdly, uh, the labor shortage. Uh, it's. Uh, especially in IT and engineering fields uh, and also in rural areas compared to urban areas or cities. So uh, Japan is trying to attract more IT talents uh, and engineering talents from uh, from overseas. Mm. Well, again, Mr. Como, it's quite interesting to talk about the word globalization. You know, again, I agree with you that today, Across the companies, not just in Japan, but also around the world, every single company today cannot stand being isolated. So in other words, if we only have domestic employees, it's rather difficult to uh, reach out to other international partners. And given the fact today, well, in reality, no country, even no city is not international. So in other, words, in other words, we see international talents, we see the footsteps or the footprints of international elites everywhere. Now, I want to go back to your article. In the article, you mentioned such an interesting program. It's called JFind program. Now, this is something that we have never heard before because, of course, it's only under the current government of Japan. Now, Mr. Como, help us and walk, or walk us through how should we understand the motivation behind the JFIND program? And also, what is the program actually including and offering at this moment? Okay. Uh, the purpose of JFIND is to try to attract more highly skilled foreign professionals to come and work in Japan. And the program, formerly the Future Creator uh, Human Resource System, is targeted at those uh, with degrees from top schools in the world, mm. those who graduated within the last five years from a university ranked in the top 100 on at least two of three designated global lists, mm. will be able to stay in the country with their family 
to do a job hunting or start their own business for up to two years. Um, but uh, however, currently of the 89 universities that fit the JFINE program criteria established tour in Japan, 15 are in other Asian countries mm. and seven are in Australia. So the rest are located in the US or Europe. And aside from two universities in Singapore, uh, none of the Asian schools included in the 89 are located in Southeast or South Asia. So I think it would make more sense for Japan to have a program uh, extending to target students from leading universities in South and Southeast Asia. And furthermore, this program is not being effectively promoted. As you said, uh, you don't know this program. So people overseas are not very aware of it. So I believe it should be promoted to uh, more people and more students in, univers in universities and graduate schools overseas. Hmm. Well, I mean, again, Mr. Como, it sounds to me this is a very enticing program to attract the international talents. Now, let's move on to the next question. Going back to the topic that you article mentions that Japan is looking at the wrong place for talented graduates. So instead, we should look at the students or look at the talents from Southeast Asia. And believe me, I used to travel extensively among the countries in Southeast Asia. We're looking at Vietnam, the Philippines, Laos, Cambodia, of course, Malaysia as well. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, some countries, they try to avoid hiring or seeking talents from Southeast Asia. But according to your article, the current government under the JFIND program is actively engaging with the students from Southeast Asia. Question number one, what are the major benefits or advantages for taking such actions? And number two, what are something special and outstanding about the students or graduates from the countries in Southeast Asia? Go ahead. First of all, uh, it is uh, difficult for many young people in these regions to find work. Mm -hmm. There is intense competition among university graduates for, uh, uh, for employment opportunities, which lead to the high youth unemployment rates in several countries. Mm -hmm. For example, according to the data on youth unemployment rates in 2022 by the ILO, Indonesia has a rate of 13% and Nepal has a rate of 20.6% mm. and India has a very high rate of 23.2%. So for those talents, if they can use the current program, it will allow them to find, uh, find work in Japan uh, after graduating, even as fresh university graduates. And uh, secondly, although Japanese language proficiency can be a hurdle, Japanese companies have a higher preference for fresh graduates seen as having potential than do foreign companies, mm. which often seek mid-career hires with skills and experiences. And uh, thirdly, uh, 
it would be uh it would be good for them uh because they can uh for the science uh, major uh, students they can acquire knowledge and experience in technology related to japan japanese manufacturing industry um and uh an indonesian student who were studying manufacturing technology at a graduate school in western part of japan told me that the reason for studying in japan was to do research on a specific field in chemical engineering, mm. which can only be studied in Japan. Mm. And after gaining working experience in Japan, uh, he, I have a keen interest in technology transfer from Japan to Indonesia. That's what she said. Mm. And actually, uh, nearly 90% of the highly skilled foreign professionals who were working in Japan as of June 2022 were from Asia. Uh, almost half of this group arrived from other East Asian countries, with the rest mainly from Southeast or South Asia, mm. according to the Immigration Services uh, of Japan, Immigration Services Agency of Japan. Mm. And eight years earlier in 2014, Asians accounted for 79% of the total number of highly skilled foreign professionals in Japan. Mm. At that time, about 70% of those workers came from East Asia. So these snapshots should show the share of foreign professionals in Japan coming from other Asian nations is on the rise. So with arrivals from southern parts of the continent growing most quickly. Mm. And also, as I interview many foreign talents in Japan, most of them are very interested in Japan and want to work in Japan. So they are highly motivated individuals with a proactive learning attitude. And of course, however, uh, there are challenges that Japan faces, such as low salaries compared to countries like the United States or mm. the European countries, such as the UK, um, as well as a limited number of companies where English can be used for work. And however, Japan has a system of hiring and training fresh university graduates within companies, mm. which allows even graduates with limited specialized skills and experiences to work in Japan if they can speak Japanese. Mm. So, then nevertheless, a certain, less, a certain level of Japanese language proficiency is often required during the hiring process. So therefore, I believe the Japanese government should provide more support for pre and post arrival Japanese uh, language training for foreign talents. And additionally, the companies that hire foreign talents should also make more efforts to meet halfway in terms of language and cultural adaptation in the workplace. I agree with you 100%, sir, because again, especially that you mentioned cultural adaptation. We know, uh, I mean, specifically among some of the countries in Southeast Asia, for example, in Malaysia, you know, in China, other countries, but we've seen that even though we have international talents and even though we have those incentivized international programs, 
But because the newcomers, or because of the people that who can't understand or well adapt into the local culture, that could be one of the major hurdles and obstacles for them to refuse to stay in this country for the bigger picture. Now, two more questions before letting you go, Mr. Como. I want to、uh, talk about the foreign workers in this country. We know that pre this J Find program. Last time I was in Japan, and I realized and noticed that there were already a lot of international talents and elites living in Japan across the world. Now you're the expert. Help us with better understanding with the existing talents, with the existing international graduates, or etc. How much are they actually contributing to the economic growth or even the prosperity of Japan today? What do you say to that? Okay.、Um, according to the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare, as of October 2022, the total number of foreign workers reached about 1.8 million.、Mm. This marks a record high, with an increase of five percent from the previous year.、Mm. And among that, specialized and technical fields of residence status, which can be considered to be highly skilled workforce. Account for twenty six point three percent of the total, so、um, one fourth of them. And then,、uh, according to the Immigration Services Agency, as of June two thousand twenty two, Asia accounted for eighty eight percent of the highly skilled workforce in Japan,、mm. with Southeast Asia and Southwest Asia making up forty six percent of that total. In terms of nationalities, China has the highest number, and these highly skilled individuals work in various industries、mm. such as manufacturing, trade, IT, and other services. Their roles also include overseas sales, engineering, legal services, accounting services, consulting, and more. So. For example, there are Vietnamese professionals working in trade trading companies,、uh, engineers engineers from Southeast South Asia,、uh, employed by a major manufacturing company in Japan, and also,、uh, as you might know, many IT engineers coming from India、mm. working in Japan. Well, I mean, again, we've seen this diversity among the international talents. Of surely that we understand, no wonder that Japan is actually prospering and also growing in this technological、um, uh, field and also area. I want to wrap up our conversation by asking you the last question again,、uh, Mr. Koma. As you mentioned before, Japan continues to face the labor shortage. Today, I mean, again, it's not just Japan, but a lot of countries are actually very anxious and worried about the labor shortage. Now, let's go back to、uh, the nation of Japan. How should we understand the labor shortage issue today in Japan, and are we going to, or at least, expect some short-term、uh, solutions in order to get over the difficulties or cross over the hurdles? What do you say to that? Okay.、Uh, this, according to the National Institute of Population and Social Security Research's、uh, report in 2023, the total population is projected to decrease to around 70 percent of the current popula- population in 50 years. 
So the population aged 65 and above is estimated to comprise about 40% of the total population. The total population is expected to decline from 126 million in 2020 mm. to 87 million in 2017. So the proportion of a population aged 65 and above is also forecasted to increase from 28.6% in 2020 to 38.7% in 2070. And also, according to the Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications, the labor force population uh, in 2022 averaged 69.02 million, which is a decrease of uh, 50,000 uh, compared to the previous year. Mm. So in, in general, the small and medium-sized enterprises face greater challenges in securing labor force compared to uh, larger corporations. In fact, even in, dis even in discussions with small and medium-sized enterprises in rural areas, uh, it has been mentioned that uh, hiring young university graduates, uh, particularly in the fields like engineering and others, has been become difficult. Mm. Um, furthermore, there are differences across job sectors. For example, according to the Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry, it is estimated that uh, there will be a shortage of uh, up to 790,000 IT professionals by 2030. Mm. I mean, again, it's... Um alarming situation again not just in japan but also around the world but meanwhile one thing that is good out of this article i mean again many things uh that after reading this article is japan it's engaging with the talents from countries in southeast asia and which means offer much greater opportunities for the younger generations well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Mr. Takashi Komon. Again, Mr. Komon is a professor at the Institute for Asian Studies at the Asia University and a visiting lecturer at the University of Tokyo's Graduate School of Public Policy. Well, Mr. Kumo, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. We'd love to have you back on the show as we continue to follow the current affairs in Japan and also around the world. So thank you so much for doing this.